0: Good morning Church and uh, good morning to all the kids great to see all of you here and also a welcome to all the kids on uh, watching online as well today's uh, fruit of the spirit is joy and when i think of joy i think of happiness when i think of happiness it puts a smile on my face so for me joy means a smile so whilst i read the story Think about uh, the different words that you can associate with joy, but the best thing about joy is the massive big smile that you can have on your face. bit hard, I suppose, to see it now because of the masks everyone was wearing, but I'm sure you're smiling behind the masks as well. Okay. The story goes, I've lost my joy. Where could it be? Is it under the apple tree? There's no joy here, just a bump on the head. Perhaps it's somewhere else instead. Is it hiding in the bush? Or in the secret land of... No, surely it could be out to sea, all the way out on the ocean, or with a prince on bended knee. But I don't want to travel too far from home. I want my joy even when I am alone. Perhaps it's in choices I make today, and lifting my eyes when all is grey. My joy lives inside of me. It grows on my invisible tree. It comes alive in God's love, smiling down from above. my joy was made by him you see he placed it right inside of me and every time i walk his way my joy says i will stay
1: well good morning good morning. morning we're uh, continuing through the um the the series on the fruit of the spirit and uh, this is a series that we've been doing through the holidays, so we're going to be, be finishing here this week and then we'll be restarting um, up in the Easter season uh, in that holidays there and we're going to be continuing right throughout the year. And we've looked at a, a number of expressions of that fruit so far, and uh, they're represented both on this tree here and, and on our trees at the back there, that, that we want to be a people that are manifesting the fruit of the Spirit and the different elements of that fruit. And if you remember uh, what we've been, been talking about during this time, one of the main themes that keeps coming through is that this is something that the Holy Spirit produces in, um, in His people. It says this, it says, but the fruit of the Spirit is joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness and gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. So, we're, uh, we're looking at joy today and what we've said uh, on multiple occasions is that when we when we look at joy, when we look at these um, these elements of the fruit of the spirit, we want to be like that. We want to be people that are exhibiting these characteristics, and in and in order for us to be able to do that, our focus or our um, the, the focus needs to be not necessarily on the fruit but on the root. And the sense of, of who that root is, who, who the, the vine is, is that's Christ and the work of the Holy Spirit in us. We partner with Him as the branches to, uh, to produce good fruit. So let's, uh, let's pray this morning and then we'll, um, we'll start to see what God might have to say to us as a church family about joy. So Father, it's a... Uh, it's a privilege to be your gathered people this morning. It is, uh, it is good to be together like this, to be able to lift our praises, to be able to hear the sounds of our brothers and sisters praising you at the same time around us. Louis, we, we come to your Word now and we thank you for that it is life and that it is truth. And Lord, we pray that you would apply it to our lives. Holy Spirit, we ask that you may breathe, even now, um, life into these words and apply them directly to us. We pray in Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Whenever I'm preparing for a, for a sermon, um, the first thing that I generally do is I, I either read the passage or um, look at the topic and I just take a blank sheet of paper and I just start writing stuff down, uh, generally questions, questions that I have um, that I think we might have in regards to, to this subject, uh, questions and, and also any thoughts that kind of come to me. And I was, I was writing down a number of things about joy and, and some of the passages that, that come up in my mind and one thing that came to me was that song, I've Got the Joy. Um, and once a song like that comes to you, you really can't think of anything else, can you? It's kind of those songs that stick, it's the, I've got the joy, 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 down in my heart. Where? That's it. And then it just keeps going in your mind now, so you can thank me for that later. Um, so that's the first verse, but then it goes, and I'm so happy, so very happy, I've got the love of Jesus in my heart. And uh, what I normally do after that, once I've written down as much as I kind of comes to my mind and the questions and the things that are there, I start to... Uh, have a look at the passages a bit deeper that i've i 've um, been looking at, and also go to Google just to see what what 's being said at the moment um, both in, in in news articles and uh, and also in commentaries and and uh, and in blogs what 's being said at the moment regarding the topic it 's really interesting as you as you look at joy, um, most of the articles and most of the sermons. What they actually did is is they took joy and they took happiness and and they they actually uh, spoke mostly about the differences between joy and happiness. And and most of these articles could be summarised pretty simply. Um, They would say happiness is a feeling, but joy is not. Happiness is fleeting, but joy is everlasting. Happiness depends on circumstances, where joy is a gift from God, and uh, often they would say happiness is some, somehow worldly, and uh, but joy is divine, divine. And uh, I I started thinking that oh, that could be a good way to go, and uh, started looking at the scriptures that talk about this, and pretty re- quickly realised um, that the Bible really doesn't really doesn't present this distinction. In, in, in Greek and Hebrew, there's, there's really not a huge um, distinction between um, those words of, of, of joy and happiness. I, I understand the point of those articles. In, in fact, there was, there was an article that was kind of ripping apart one of my favourite songs, which is um, that one uh, about joy and happiness. So I've got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Because they were saying... No, you can't combine those two. You can't combine joy and happiness because they're two different things. Um, but as I said, as I, as I was kind of looking at the biblical words, it just, it just doesn't lend that way. Um, the, the joy and happiness that is spoken about in the Bible um, is, is actually used often interchangeably. So what I think is actually being, being dug out there or looked at there is not a difference between the English words, because the English words are, are quite similar, really. Um, the, the word between joy and happiness, there's, there's quite a lot of similarity there. But the English idea of, of joy and happiness is kind of different from what the Bible um, speaks about when it speaks about joy and happiness. There's a, there's a resilience to the joy and happiness, um, there is a, um, it's, it's, it's more of a choice, not just um, something that just happens to us and it's also spoken often about being a gift from God. So I'm not, I'm not going to look at necessarily the difference between happiness and joy because I think the Bible speaks much more inclusive of both those terms but there is something uniquely um unique in the Christian understanding of joy and happiness. And it's, it's heavily, heavily linked into gratitude and thanksgiving and appreciation. So when, when we see the word um, joy or being joyful or, um, or rejoice, we're thinking not only these pleasant feelings, but we're thinking of pleasant feelings because of gratitude and because of appreciation, and because of um, yeah, this, this inward sense of cheer and gratitude and joy. So, have got a, a couple of, of verses here, uh, just to kind of uh, start to get our mind around this, these, these words, rejoice and joy. And I've, I've kind of just picked them from a number of different places throughout Scripture. There's so many um, places that I could have picked, and Tanya's um, uh, brought some of them to us this morning as well. So in Philippians chapter 4, it says, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. This is, this is a command not only just to experience joy, but to express that joy towards God. Express that, that joy in life and what we see here is, is that there is a sense in that as Christians, we are actually commanded to rejoice, to be joyful. And uh, we're going to look at that because that that's, needs a bit, of, a bit of digging into. Next one is from James, it says, consider it pure joy, mm, pure joy, pure joy, my brothers and sisters, Whenever you face trials of many kinds, that's, if if you were just reading that for the first time, there is no way you would have thought that's what um, the writer was going to say then. Um, Consider it pure joy, brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that that the testing of your faith produces perseverance." So what we see here is that joy isn't necessarily linked to positive um, life circumstances. Um, There's something deeper there. Next one, Romans, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. This is something that the Holy Spirit produces in us. Um, joy is, is not just exclusive to Christians, of course, but it is, it is something that is characteristic of the Christian life of those who are um, living in the power of the Holy Spirit. After that, it says in um, Thessalonians, it says, Rejoice always. It's the command rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances. this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So we see again that uh, this is a a command that we as followers of Jesus are commanded to rejoice always, to, to be joyful and to express that. Now, how do we do that? Because much of life, not just in this present season, but much of life, and and uh, we we've actually got it pretty okay in comparison to, to some others. Much of life doesn't really instill natural joy. How, how do we how do we obey that command? How how do we be joyful? How, how do we how do we produce that? If if that's a fruit, how how do we how do we kind of push that out in a sense? It can feel like if we, if, we, if we just push out joy, it's kind of like, like fake rubber fruit. And uh, I, I don't think God wants us to push out fake rubber fruit. He wants authentic fruit. He wants mm. juicy, ripe joy fruit. And we want that to be produced in us. I think we can actually do that. And uh, I want to look at, at how we actually partner with God to do that. And uh, this, this isn't just something that can be applied to followers of Jesus. This can be applied to, to absolutely everybody. Um, the, the, the unique difference for the follower of Jesus is that the, the resources within perspective that we have are, are just a little bit larger. And I'll explain that shortly. So, in order to produce joy, in order to to be joyful, in order to obey the command, to to rejoice always, um, we need to expand our perspective, enlarge our perspective um, towards God's perspective. So, the way we enlarge our perspective is we enlarge it through um, being, being grateful and being thankful and being appreciative. I'll give you an example of this. Uh, and, and as I said, this, this works across life, for everyday, the everyday stuff of life. It is, uh, it is better to live life joyful than live life miserable. Um, so the other day, uh, actually just on Friday, I went out the backyard and uh, we've got a second driveway kind of around the back of our house that we never ever go to. It's kind of that area that gets really, um, the grass gets long and you don't really notice. And we've got our, our camper van around there. And I walked around there and on the top of my camper van the tarp had kind of fallen off and we have a, the, the canvas cover on the camper van and there was water pool on the top. And I thought, oh no, um, because it's a bit of an older camper van, it's, the sun has gotten to it and that canvas is a bit porous and I thought that's going to be um, seeping right through, right into all the canvas underneath. And I thought, maybe it hasn't yet, maybe I've got here in time, but I got to the camper van, started to open it, and you know when it's kind of humid and and just yuck, and and like there's little pools of water, and I'm like, this has gone right through the whole thing. And I'm thinking, mould, horrible, Um, open it right up and I look in there, and it's obviously only just recently happened. There's a, there's a tiny bit of mould there, um, but it is absolutely saturated. And uh, I know what that means. It means that we don't have room to actually put out this camper at our house, so I've got to come up this steep driveway, hook it up, take it all the way out to probably the church here, set it up in the back paddock there, uh, let it dry, and then once it's dry, I've got to pack this thing away, which is a pain in the neck, and um, drive all the way back, drive it up this steep driveway, try and get it between these small... It's, it's just a pain. Um, not very joyful. Those things don't bring joy to me. In fact, they steal my joy. Um, but there's, there's perspective, isn't there? That, that's, that's the immediate circle in which my situation lies. It's this situation in which I've got to do a lot of work now, and it's all wet, and it's just not nice. Um, what, what we need to do is we actually need to move our perspective a little bit, and, and I'm, I'm just looking at another a, a, a broader circle over here of a, a little bit different perspective, and we can look at this situation in the sense of, I am so glad that I saw that Um, camper van all wet this week and not the week later because the sun would have baked down in there it would have had nowhere to go and that mold would have had a great time um, just kind of breeding in there and uh, it it changes our perspective it changes the way we can actually see it as as a moment for joy and and not, um, not allow it to steal our joy we can even go a, a little step further in the circle around, and um, that's the sense that you know, of perspective. In that, you know, I have a camper van. That, that's 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 I, it. Means I can go on holidays, and uh, I've, I'm, I live in a country where we have a certain work system that actually allows us to go on holidays. And uh, not only that, that I, I I have a house. There's no mold in my house. Not much, and. Um, there's none, is there? No, none at all. Um, no mould in our house. Okay, um, and, and, and just because my caravan, it's not my primary, uh, primary place of residence, um, my camper van is actually better than a, a, a lot of people's actual full-time house. And uh, it, it's, as we move out degrees of perspective, it, it enables us to, to remain joyful. It's not that we totally ignore that inner circle. There's still inside me this kind of like, oh, it's, uh, I've got a lot of work there. But these different degrees of perspective, uh, it, it shines light on the situation. It, it kind of overshadows, in a sense, the immediate circumstance and we can live in joy. I, um, one of the both privileges but difficult parts of being in my role is that i get to walk with many people through their last stages of life and um as as family grieve as um someone goes to be um with the lord or 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 dies and um that's another circumstance which is is very very different depending on your perspective Um, Walking with a believer is, is very, very different. I, uh, it's, a, it's a matter of perspective, because those last stages of life are, are generally not very fun. Um, generally, if we're looking at that narrow perspective, it's um, a lot of treatments, a lot of pain, a lot of saying goodbyes, it's, it's not very nice. But, but what, what we're able to do, both is, is to move to degrees of... Perspective, and that's why when when we come to a celebration service, a a, a funeral of a believer, there's there's a sense in which you can you can actually stand in both perspectives. You can you can stand in the immediate perspective that they're not with us any longer, and there's there's a grief that we can't see them face to face. But it's it's in a sense um, there's there's another perspective is that we know that they're with the Lord and uh, that they're seeing Him face to face, and that we'll see them once again. And that's, that's, that's unique, we can, we can hold both a perspective here, but a, an overshadowing um, perspective of joy, because they're with the Lord. One of the stories that always comes to me when we're speaking about this, is in Acts 16. This is Paul and Silas, and... If you remember, they're they're, they're walking, and uh, it actually says they were going to a pr- place of prayer, I think. And there's this girl that that keeps um, yelling out, and it seems like good stuff, but in fact, she's actually um, possessed by spirit, and Paul deals with that. But uh, she's actually making a lot of money for her owners, and they can no longer uh, earn that money anymore. So they get pretty fed up with Paul and Silas, and they take him into the markets and um, bring them to the chief magistrates. And we'll, we'll go from verse 20, this is Acts 16, verse 20. And when they had brought them to the chief magistrates, they said, these men are throwing our city into confusion, being Jews, and are proclaiming customs, which is not lawful for us to accept or observe, being Romans. The crowd rose up together against them, and the chief magistrates tore their robes off them and proceeded to order them to be beaten with rods. When they had struck them with many blows, they threw them into prison, commanding the jailer to, uh, to guard them securely. And he, having received such a command, threw them into the inner prison and fastened their feet in the stocks. So here's Paul and Silas, they're in this situation situation. They're going about uh, their business, they're speaking about the kingdom, and uh, it gets them into trouble. They are taken, they are beaten. Uh, We don't know why Paul doesn't uh, bring about his Roman citizenship at this time, but uh, he allows himself to be beaten. And then he's thrown into the centre of the prison. This is giving us an idea that this is, this is not a good place. Uh, we've heard this before, it's not a good place to be in the very centre of the prison. It's, it's for, for low uh, level people, it's for people that have done really, really bad crimes. It's, it's, it's a nasty place. And they're put in these, these feet stocks and uh, th- this was awful. This was, this was pressure on your feet, it wasn't just to lock them down there, it was, it was almost a form of torture. Uh, these, these were so heavy on your feet that you couldn't readjust uh, to, to kind of get comfortable. You, you think when you're sleeping and how many times you adjust. And this is, this is uh, great pressure on your legs so that if you move, it kind of starts to cut into your, into your bone and, and uh, just just awful. It's filthy, smells bad. They've been imprisoned unjustly. They're servants of God in the middle of a prison. But at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns of praise to God. And the prisoners were listening to them. It says the prisoners, it, that, that, the word there, it's, it's actually this, this intense listening. And the reason I think there's this intense listening is because they're going, what in the world is going on with these two? There is something that is sustaining them that is, that is that surpasses their circumstance. You don't sing and you don't pray, generally if you're if you're miserable. Actually, that I I probably didn't didn't express that quite right, because I, I think there's a there's an aspect in which Paul and Silas they were miserable. Um, that's that's that inner circle perspective. They've got their legs in the chocks. They're they're sitting in filth. They're uncomfortable. they they They've they've probably got sores on their body from their beatings. They're probably miserable at one um, in in one element, and, and we don't throw that away. We still hold that, but but they're moving to a different perspective, and and maybe that different perspective is um we're not dead um, and we're in the prison, we have an opportunity to be um, to speak about Jesus to these prisoners that we wouldn't have had before. Or, or maybe it's another perspective kind of out here that just goes, you know what, uh, we follow a, a God that gave his life on the cross, that suffered and, and we are having the privilege of suffering with him. And maybe it's a different perspective even again, which is... Um, it doesn't matter what this world can do to us. It doesn't matter what suffering we can go to, it's, it's, it's momentary. Because there is coming a time when God will restore all things, and that includes everyone who has put their faith and, and followed Him. We are deeply loved, and we have a wonderful future with Him. That, that perspective, the, the change of perspective, it allows us to maintain joy. Joy. And it doesn't negate this inner perspective, that still exists, they were still probably feeling pretty bad but there's a, there's a different perspective that's able to overshadow that while it still exists so that they can remain joyful and sing and praise like that. As I said, this is, this is not just for Christians, this is for, for everybody. Um, it, uh, Humanity has really harnessed this for, for a long time. It's, it's kind of, um, it's a bit cliche, but it's, it's kind of that, that idea of positive thinking. And it, 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 really, um, it, it really has an impact on us, especially when it's empowered by the Holy Spirit. But, but even, uh, you think of athletes, they picture through the event before they actually do it. Uh, positive, looking at a situation with gratitude from a different perspective can change a situation drastically. I was uh, driving over to the north side on the Gateway Motorway yesterday, and uh, we were doing. Uh, a, mm, I'm one of those Australians that was just a little bit over, um, so I was, I was doing 105 ish, and um, driving along the highway, and then I look back no, I don't look back, I hear this pop and um, we don't know what's going on, and, and we look back in the rear vision mirror, and this is what we see. Um, there we go. That's, a, that's my back of our Pajero. Um, the, it, just, it just totally cracked. Uh, we don't know what happened. Like we're, we're, we're traveling this way, and our rear mi- vision mirror, uh, our rear windscreen, um, pops. So uh, it was all intact, actually, when it, when it first happened, just all little cracks all through it. I get out of the car and Layla's in the back there, uh, right behind it. I open the door on this really busy highway, I close it and the whole thing just goes, <laughs> uh, kind of falls on Layla. So she, quick, she quickly jumps into the front. And um, we, uh, we ring up the insurance, because I've taken out that insurance that I can have a broken windscreen, and uh, they'll just repair it without any excess. Do you know that's, well for my insurance, that's only the front windscreen? Yes. So, I had a big excess, and uh, it ended up just being cheaper just to pay for it. Um, but I was, I'd been working on this sermon and, and pre- levels of perspective, and uh, this is the type of thing that can kind of ruin, the, ruin a day. Um, like, I, I just, you just don't need that. Like, you don't, um, it's just kind of throwing money away, and it's just a, a big pain, and you've got to clean it all up and, and everything. Um, but, uh, so this, this sermon was kind of raced through my mind, and, and I remember thinking, uh, you know, it's, we didn't have an accident. Um, someone could have driven into us, and uh, it could have been it could have been a lot worse. Uh, my, my family's all safe. Uh, we we isn't it isn't it wonderful? I moved to a different perspective. Isn't it wonderful? that I'm in a situation that, um, that not everyone is, is in and that uh, repairing this isn't going to mean that I can't eat tomorrow. There's, there's, there's different ways of looking at a situation and it, and it completely changed our day. There, there was, this, this was just, it, it, it will stay in our memories as a funny moment when we're driving down the highway and our rear end screen just kind of broke. Something hit it. And uh, we'll look back on that with, um, it will be, a, it'll be a, a funny moment, one of those life things. But it had the potential to totally um, destroy the day. If, if, if I would stay in this little, narrow perspective, what happens is that it would just contaminate, cont- mm, it would affect um, <laughs> the rest of my day, and, and we can see everything through that lens. Perspective is incredibly important that skill of moving through degrees of perspective or, or choosing to look at things from a, a more um, from a perspective uh, closer to god 's perspective is really really important and it 's something that we can actually um, grow and craft in our lives I think of uh, there's, we've talked about this before, but these, these amazing... Uh, we're, we're both spiritual beings and physical beings. We've, we've got a brain. And uh, this brain is, is quite incredible, and it's, um, there's, there's something we've talked about before, which is neuroplasticity. We, we're able to learn new things. And uh, that can be riding a bike, it can be piano, it can be a new language, it can be um, a whole myriad of things, but we can also learn to think differently. And we can learn... Um, we, we can learn to, to pursue uh, different types of emotions as well, and it actually gets, gets easier. It's a bit like, I've got some photos up here. We are on Bribey Island the other day, and um, on the beach you've got these tracks, and the ones that get used all the time, uh, they, they kind of they pull your car into it, in a sense. So you're driving along, you come out of the tracks that are used all the time and they, kind of, they pull you back onto the tracks that are used all the time. It's a bit like our brain, the, the pathways in which we, we travel often, uh, we will naturally be pulled into those pathways. This is I was, I was drilling a piece of wood the other day and uh, I got the hole just slightly off. And it, it's actually better to be completely off than slightly off because to try and correct a hole that's slightly off, um it 's just painful because you try and drill beside it, and uh, it just wants to, to dive back into the hole that was already there and uh, you end up snapping your drill bit, and, and it's just a, it 's a, it's a real pain, but our brains are very much like that it, it, it loves to travel down paths that it 's used to p- traveling down so so this is actually a skill that we can develop a um, a skill where we're, where we're allowing our, our, our mind and situations to look at different perspectives, not just to stay here, but, but keep moving out in perspective and, uh, and surrendering that to God as well. Allowing the Holy Spirit to, to speak into situations. Because in, in really, really difficult situations in life, we need that ultimate perspective that only God gives us. And, and, and we can, it doesn't matter what the situation is, it's, it's like Paul in prison there and, and people at, at the very ends of their life, they can move to an ultimate perspective which we have in our, um, in our resources, which is the perspective of hope that, um, that, that we are children of God, that He has a purpose and, uh, and that, that He has our future in His hands. And the Holy Spirit does something there. He affirms that and He confirms that in us. And what is produced is joy. Joy through appreciation and gratitude and thanksgiving. Thank you, God, for what you're doing in my life. We're going to... um Will we choose joy? It's uh, It's a choice that we can make. Not just a pop-out joy, but it's a choice to move through different perspectives. I'm going to hear a song in a second that we've um, we've we've watched a few times. It's our our kids um, dancing along to it, but it's uh, a song by King King and Country, and it's really pertinent to this moment. It says, "Lately, I've been reading, watching the nightly news. Don't seem to find the rhythm. Just want to sing the blues." Feeling like a song that never stops, feeling like it's never going to... That's where it stops there. Um, And it says, and I choose joy. Let it move you, let it move you, let it move you. Yes, I choose joy. This is a a battle of perspective at this time. Because the, uh, the, 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 the media and everything seems to want us to stay in this very narrow perspective. That's what it's 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 talking about every single time. Stay in this little narrow perspective of of bubble perspective. And it, and it breeds fear and it uh, it 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 it's just it, it zaps life and it zaps joy. And uh, we, we need to be moving through perspectives, moving into into different perspectives that that uh, and it's it's a it's a real privilege to be able to gather as the people of God today. There's something very special about that. It's been, been very special right throughout history and, and um, I don't think we can minimise that. As, as the, right throughout history, there's been, there's been moves against the church as well. Um, I, two moves. Uh, moves in proclamation, that, that we should not speak about Jesus, and moves uh, in, in the gathering of God's people. And, uh, and what's happened is that, that God's people have said, no, we're going to keep speaking about Jesus and we're going to keep gathering as God's people. And, uh, and, and that has happened uh, despite that we've got, we've got history and history of, of the people of God coming together uh, under the threat of being, being taken away by uh, of military and police and losing their life, and yet they say, this is important. It's important that we keep speaking the message of Jesus and it's important that we keep gathering together to speak and to encourage one another and to sing and rejoice to our God together.